Hi, I'm John the Man. I'm one of the many Matts. And this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things now and on YouTube. Web 2, YouTube. What? What? How dare you mention that name here uh, in this realm? So today we're very lucky and excited and honored to have John Carlo. I don't even know your last name. What's your last name, John Carlo? Show. John Carlo Show. Show. Yep. John, John Carlo Show. Wow. That seems Ooh. topical. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. The John Carlo <laughs> Show Show. Yeah. <laughs> Digitally Show Show. Yeah. <laughs> and John Carlo, you came out of my radar, I think. I think honestly, I think I just like clicked on one of your YouTube videos mm-hmm. is what happened. And I was like, okay, I'm like preparing myself to just like watch a clickbaity like shill fest NFT thing. And I was like really pleasantly surprised like at how great it was. Like like your Thank YouTube you. presence is wonderful. I've been posting on YouTube since 2006. Like I always say about like the best people on YouTube are – Essentially, that you could watch, even if you're not interested in what they're talking about, if someone is just like a compelling speaker, a compelling person, that's like what you want, you know? And and like literally I've watched shows about things I like about finance or about like cooking, things that I have no interest in, in but you have that like that YouTube ineffable thing. And that I really, so I really appreciate that about about your YouTube channel. Thank you. Yeah, when, when I, I, so I guess for people who, might not know me yet. My name is Giancarlo. I have a channel focusing on NFTs primarily. It's not really a crypto channel. And I've been doing this since I believe it started like in April 2021. Uh, so almost two years now. And yeah, when I when I started that channel, I, I had never really browsed crypto YouTube. And so I wasn't mm-hmm. aware that it has like a reputation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so yeah. like... When I noticed people's reactions when I would say that I have like a YouTube channel, like people in the space, and it, and mm-hmm. it has like a lot of baggage to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that that's been kind of annoying. But you know, I, I think it NFTs is a little different. Like like crypto YouTube, you know, when, when you do a video on like Bitcoin or Ethereum, first off, those yeah. can scale like way more. But right. but uh, you also get just people who own like three dollars in Bitcoin, and they're like, oh, I'm I'm super obsessed with Bitcoin now. And so it's like this very broad global thing and that's very powerful, but that gives them, it gives many people a platform that they might not otherwise have because it's sort of so easy yeah. to tap into it. And then right. the mm-hmm. temptation with that, just like, it's pretty quick that you can just like, you know, anyone who, who buys Bitcoin and is that obsessed about Bitcoin might also want shitcoin number eight, 850. <laughs> and, and that's a and dangerous only combo. Only 850. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, wow. Well. Yeah, so so I started watching some of your videos and I really loved some like a lot of your takes on things. And so all I have prepared really is like I know of like one take that I want to hear from you specifically that I'm super interested in, like really interested in. And I also want to hear all about your NFT project, the Prometheans. So yeah, I've told I've which is, I've, which is I've over now. To, yeah, yes. which is over now, yeah. which is amazing, which is a whole, a whole thing. But to start with, the take that I'm so super interested in from you is this take about, I don't know, I don't know if it has an exact name or if you have an exact name for it, but this thing about sort of NFT abundance. Like, why are we 
why are we so obsessed with having as few people own our NFTs as possible when Reddit comes along and immediately sells a million NFTs to a million different people? And clearly, that's the future. That's like the future that we that we are all building towards, ostensibly. Can you talk a little bit about that, like that that give and take there, and like how you arrived at that thesis? And then I also think, like, if that dovetailed, if I'm correct, if that how that dovetailed into Prometheans as a as a concept. Yeah. So you know, there's there's kind of this parallel with what I think is happening in ordinals. Have you been following ordinals at all? Oh yeah. Bitcoin NFTs. Oh yeah. Oh yes. yeah, you did. You did do a couple of videos. But by the way, I, I felt so I felt so stupid when you know we we postponed this this podcast once because I was like, oh, I gotta do a video. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. wait a minute, this guy does a, a, a freaking song every every single day. I'm such a I'm such a punk. I'm so soft. No, no, vlog vlog style videos. It does take a lot. You gotta write it, and then you gotta shoot it, yeah. and you gotta like put it. Yeah, it's a lot. And, of work. Anyways, it's more work than I did. Yeah, I felt soft. But anyways, so yeah, with with ordinals, what what has happened is. They have like this this metric to them or this feature where where there's like a serial number and that serial number yep. hasn't mm. really existed in NFTs before like Ethereum NFTs yep. you don't mm. say this is the fiftieth NFT ever right and so there's the, a global yeah mm. like a global global cool. serial number and so that created wow. a race to get a low serial number and so mm -hmm. just thinking through like how do I create an NFT that gets me a low serial number well you can try to be super creative and come up with this like brand new idea. Or you can just copy and paste punks and 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 put them on <laughs> on, on there, right? That's that's just the yeah. fastest way to get a, to get that low serial number. And so what you saw in this, you know, these early months was just a lot of copy paste projects, which then you know people pointed to that and and they're, they're calling it oh it's, it's a lot of grifting, it's a lot of this and that. And there is there's obviously some of that, but I just think it's it's a it was a the it was the nature of the low serial number kind of meta. And I think once that mm -hmm. goes away then you'll sort of see just more kind of creative things, right? And I think in general, we saw something similar with, to that with ETH NFTs as well, where, you know, at the beginning, we saw this like brand new canvas open up and everyone sort of saw the potential of it and dreamt up like all these creative things. But there were people there already and they wanted to be served something immediately. And so you started to see who were the, the first ones to, to get there. Well, people who might have been doing kind of low effort projects, right? Anything that is like, super intense, you know, games, anything like that has a longer development time, at least a year, if not more. Uh, Probably and so the, longer. Yeah. Yeah. And so for a while, you know, we were just being served sort of profile pics, right? Which, which you can do a very good job at them, but most of them are just kind of like the shortcut to what, like, I think Ethereum project, NFT projects can eventually become. And right. that, so that was the first thing to come. And then they were serving primarily mm. crypto people who, you know, are very focused on speculation just because they were coming from that fungible currency market already. And so totally. they started to optimize projects in a way that lended itself to pumponomics, you can call them, to speculation. Yeah. Sure. And so that really just became the meta was like, okay, I'm going to be selling you something that has a story that then you can take that story and try to flip your NFT to someone else using that story. And part of that story that became like a, like a key feature is small supply NFTs, Scarcity. right? Scarcity. Yeah. Hyperscarcity mm -hmm. for no for no reason. And that, you know, that just makes it easier to pump an NFT. The problem with that is that it's very, very difficult to scale, obviously, because it, it quickly gets to a floor price that only a, a handful of people can afford. And it, so it's hard to scale. And also eventually there's a there's a top, eventually there's a crash. 
And so then, you know, you just have a lot of people pointing to that and saying it was a pump and dump. And that just hurts the the marketing of it as well, where people don't want to really talk about those NFTs to begin with because they sort of know where it's going. And so as, as a space, you know, at this point, we've had like two years of promoting that concept to the world. And yeah. I think we've reached sort of the peak of it where people are like, I'm, I'm not that interested in playing your your little reindeer games on, on chain where, where you're clearly just <laughs> trying to pump this thing for, you know, a month or two. Totally. And and what we saw is that most people have rejected it. Right. Like instinctually, mm. they don't like that. Yeah. yeah. And so I think if we're thinking about mass adoption, which I think we all want. It can't be through that route because it's it's such a very predictable thing. No no matter, they always say this is the new meta, whatever, and they always dress it up differently. But it's the same sort of pumponomics, and and it doesn't same mm, story, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the and so your contention would be the next story that should be is very large collections that can welcome in as many which have completely different dynamics, yeah, completely different idea. I think that's Mm. the that's. You know, it, it's not super black and white. Like you can have like art that's low supply and it's, it's not a, it's not a bad thing sometimes. Right, right, right. But in terms of like creating things that people want normally in the real world, you want as many people to have it as, as possible. You want to create a product right. that can scale to as many people and they yeah. all love it. And now you're a billionaire and you're on, you know, all the magazine covers. <laughs> right, right. I think that's what we're going to see in NFTs where entrepreneurs are going to come and they're going to be like, well, there's all these cool things I can do, but I'm not going to do it if it's only going to be for 500 people or a thousand people. Mm, if I'm coming yeah. and if I'm dedicating my life to this, it's going to be something that I think I can create a big business out of and 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 sell it off. And, and you know, the same thing we see anywhere else. That's true. If you're looking at it with that sort of scale, 10,000 CryptoPunks isn't nearly enough. Right. And like Yuga realized this, right? They did. That's why they did the the the, the mutants and that's right, why they right. did other deeds. They mm. that's why they have to branch out into all these other right. routes because because I guess, a ten, yeah. you know, ten thousand apes is mm. just not enough to That's scale. Interesting. Yeah, you yeah. do need this sort of like. What? Do you, how do you think about scarcity scaling with like adoption, for example? Kind of like how, I guess, nouns is sort of an approach in this direction, where like obviously the supply of them is. I, I guess it's infinite. I don't know. I haven't looked at the contract, but like, it, there's a new one it's every day. It's supposed to be infinite. The idea is that it goes infinite. on forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, what? How many? people in the world are there like seven billion days is a long time (laughs) um (laughs) yeah you can't can can you just like launch with five hundred thousand things or um do you have the sense of like scaling that adoption over time like it really playing with i guess the supply demand dynamics well i think it requires you to create something that people actually want without any any promise without any promise of 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 profit and, and and wild riches which, totally. which we haven't hasn't That's been part difficult. of the story of any successful NFT to date, <laughs> That's except a great for maybe point. maybe Reddit is sort of a sign of maybe where we're where we're going, which is more uh, of, of a consumer yeah. of a consumer focus yeah. standpoint. Mm-hmm. And they weren't called NFTs, importantly. Yeah, but uh, but it's harder, but right? It's harder, and it requires more more thinking and and more development, and so that's why it takes longer to do these things mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. just like doing another copy paste rare supply thing. And yeah. so that I think. There will be more Yuga Labs, I think. It's possible that somebody comes in and, and they create another very scarce thing and, and it, it they have a twist to it that really works and, and they make a lot of money and everyone's happy mm. for a while, at least. I mean, they all everything has a life cycle. But I think totally, it's going to be tiny in comparison to what a successful large-scale project could become, right? Mm. Like just mm-hmm. a scale of it. I mean, the, the space is so, so small and, and we're all inside of it. And so sometimes it feels like it, you know, it envelops our world. Yeah. 
Oh, it's tiny. It's yeah. tiny. It's it's yeah. it's like a mid-size yeah. mobile game amongst like hundreds. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the user so base. true. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, and so like a single large-scale project will will dwarf it, and and will become easily the biggest thing in in the space. And and you know, Reddit we're seeing is they already have I think six million people who have collected one of their free NFTs. Who have you know they mm-hmm. they've created a wallet and and they they you know have have collected one of them. That's already way more than OpenSea combined in terms of total yeah. users since the yeah. beginning. Right. Wow. And and people, oh, yeah. you know, they, they they like to sort of dismiss what's happening with Reddit because they there isn't a lot of <laughs> trading and they're and everything they in their mind is it should be trading. It's volume, right? Like if they're not trading mm. it then then how can they it's it's True, not real. The metrics we optimize for. Yeah. 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 And that's just like when people First off, it's free. So like the the profit that they're going to get on it is not going to be super great. And so they're not probably like like thinking about trading it right. because there's not much to make. But totally. also, you know, it's just they might just want to collect these little things and and not think about it. It's just, it's a completely different mindset that yeah. I think people in the space are just not they're just not used to it. Totally, yeah. In my head, I have this really fun idea of people like person to person trading NFTs that are you know very very cheap things like we're talking dollars right but we're just trading them like pokemon cards like barter style like oh give me two of these and i'll give you my this thing and part of that entails like telling stories about these nfts it's like well you want this one because it has this story behind it and stuff like that and that feels actually quite nice to me and um yeah that i just had that image in my head just now and i was like oh that's cool yeah yeah the the the, yeah so I do think that scarce objects will be still a big part of the economy and, and I think the digital mm-hmm. economy. And I think the prices on them are, are still going to be way higher than even the prices we're seeing on like board apes and punks. But I, mm-hmm. I believe they're going to be like the the cherry on top of a much larger base of collectors right. at the bottom. Long, long yeah. tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like in the Reddit example, like let's say they do create this really robust economy where they have millions of people who not just collect free NFTs, but then they start selling you know, $20 NFTs and then they start selling $20 Star Wars mm-hmm. NFTs and all the, and, mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball Z, whatever. Every season they have almost like Fortnite, like a new IP that they're partnering with. And so it creates this big, big economy where everyone's now paying attention to each other's avatars and saying, like, oh, you got season three's Goku, whatever. And then- I at, want that one. Yeah. I want that one. Right. Like I'm going to, yeah, right. And then at the very top, then they release like sometimes these very limited yeah. collectible, yeah. only a hundred of whatever. Right. And those could right. be like a million dollars. You know what I mean, and and because <laughs> yeah. and because now everyone is aware of this, the impressions that that get or the flex that that gets as you're type right. posting things in Reddit is so, it's going to be crazy. This is something we mm. talk about almost every episode, and it's we've done this almost every episode since 2018 when we started. Like literally, this topic has come up, which is what what you are describing is context. You are describing mm. a context right, in right. which the NFTs make sense and are legible as why someone would care about them at all why someone would care even if they only care because not just that it's valuable but maybe it's like one that they think is particularly cool or 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 going down the other route where you know oh my god that one costs five hundred thousand dollars like whatever that person has that but what's cool the only place that exists right now is on twitter right with pfps right but now reddit but and now, that's why it's such now, an important it'll open, thing. Yeah, it'll open up to other platforms as well. And and you can think of them almost like in the past, this only existed in games where the game provides its own context. Yeah, yeah, scarce items within a game and, and right, oh, right, World right, of Warcraft, right. you got this like special armor or whatever, RuneScape. Right, right, right. I think of these platforms as, as almost like games as well. Uh, game games because of the oh, amount totally. of, of time. They're realms. Yeah, they're yes. realms. 
yeah. the amount of time you spend on the there realms uh, of, yeah. is pretty similar. And the only thing they're missing is is sort of like digital objects, which we're starting to see. Totally, and, totally, and I think totally. all of like OpenSea is like Twitter's, the Twitter game economy is OpenSea, right. like like that world. Totally, mm-hmm. totally, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess what's interesting is I, I, I ragged on this in like 2018 when people were building like blockchain games or something, but like the hard part of creating like an MMORPG is not making the items. It's making a game that people want to play. Mm-hmm. And it's the context that gives the items meaning. You can't just sell the item. No one wants a sword right. for a game you can't play or a game that isn't fun. And it's similar here. It's like Reddit NFTs make sense because Reddit is something people already want to use and spend time in. And it's a realm with like social dynamics applied. And then you add scarce items as social signaling and collectability and all these different features that make digital ownership like a thing and that like the context is a prerequisite for meaning for the meaning that these digital things have yeah 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 but the hard part is making the game the hard part the hard is part is making the thing that space, people want to use yeah. right a realm that That's... has meaning and um yeah twitter reddit there will be actual games, games. Like, like i do think when you when yeah. you think of yeah. like yeah. okay how does how do nfts get from where they are now which is like excluding reddit it's like it's like less less than a million people active mm, to a totally. hundred million people how do you get to that point and i think mm. there's a few routes uh one is definitely gaming obviously where, where people are just going to create web3 games yeah. and, and it's taking the old uh model now the, the 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 challenge is balancing it so that you're not appealing to again if you ask a crypto, just crypto yeah, people. if you ask yeah. a crypto person like what do you mm-hmm. want in a game, they're like yeah. airdrops yeah. and farming yeah. and right, price pumping every day, and I wake up and, and I'm happy. Right, I, right, right. Yeah. I will mm. say like one of the places that I'm most interested to watch is like when I saw what the people at Optimism did, that team at Optimism that put Minecraft. Did you see this? They no, they this? put a completely playable version of Minecraft on Optimism so that every single object every single movement everything was being written to optimism to the chain yeah which is sort of like i'm gonna look this up i have the sneaking suspicion that like when we see it it'll be something like that where everything is being written to chain the people that need to know that or care about it do but the most people aren't gonna know about it and there's gonna be some kind of dynamic if this makes sense where it's like having everything written to chain is going to open up is going to in the same way we've talked about this a lot too which is like the uh the skeuomorphism of going from the pre-web one world to web one where it's just like let's take a newspaper and put it on the internet and then suddenly like oh no we could do hyperlinks we could do things in the internet that we couldn't do in real space we're gonna see a moment where somebody's gonna create a game on optimism that's like you can do things you can never do before because you have everything written to chain. Everything everything is logged and written. Yeah. This is really cool. And what's cool about okay, so what they did was it's a it's a separate optimism stack chain. So it's not committing to the op chain itself, but maybe it's like committing root hashes and stuff. And what's cool is and they call this out in the blog post, is it's a shared like data set, right? It's like a world that yeah, everyone owns. And they're using the op stack as like the database for this thing. And it's like you can just have any sort of client you want connect to this. And obviously they made one, but it's a it's a shared database. And so you can have like a different rendering engine. You can have you can interact it with scripts, et cetera, interact with the scripts, et cetera. That's so interesting. Yeah. 
I, I'm really I'm really excited about that idea. You know, originally mm-hmm. I would do videos and, and talk to people about uh, videos on on Web3 gaming and what that could look like. And mm-hmm. I would talk to gamers themselves. And the pitch, I think when you when you into the space, the first pitch you do is like, well, imagine Fortnite skins, but you could sell them. And so yeah. at the end, when you're done playing Fortnite, you're, you can sell your inventory. Maybe you make a profit of it, of it. And what I found over time was that that really wasn't resonating with a lot of gamers. Yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's not a problem yeah. that, they, that they think of, right? It's not, it's not like yeah. they're sitting at home and, and going like, man, I really wish I could sell this to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And so that, but what I found was a better argument or a, a better use case for Web3 Gaming, I think, is going to be this shared database, this interoperability between uh, yes. games and apps that can call to data from all these games, which takes a longer period of time Absolutely. to set up because it's sort of like it's nothing until all at once it becomes something when all these games are using the same shared database. And so it's not going to be like an overnight thing. And that is that is like in the same way as we moved through Web 1 and Web 2, there were genuinely new things that no, that couldn't have been done before pre that. That is a genuinely new paradigm that's a sort of almost impossible to like it's impossible to imagine or like envision entirely right now. And that's to me like what's most exciting about it is it's like once that and and you know as Ethereum scales and as it scales via these layer twos like that's when it starts to be possible to imagine these things yeah that 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 interoperability yeah like like indie games for example finding hardcore players from a from a similar game in their genre and like marketing to them by giving them like in game items like things like that. Mm-hmm. or shared identity across games like you have a skin mm-hmm. that you really like in World mm-hmm. of Warcraft mm-hmm. and and another game honors it in their own engine in their own way and so maybe you always have like this little Robin Hood hat that you like to wear in every game that you're in things like that will become more apparent over time but it it's it's a little bit more of an elusive concept so i want to hear though i want to hear then about about how you took and correct me if i'm wrong but i want to hear about how you took how you took this idea of of abundance and and but also knowing i assume that you had to engage with crypto people as they are and create and created the prometheans can you tell us about about that sure project? so i guess should i explain prometheans yes please okay. yeah i think i've talked about it a little bit on the pod but yeah go for it so this was an on-chain game that was inspired by an experiment that happened on reddit several years ago called the button it was like an april fool's right. thing Love the but yes. the button essentially was a, a button on a subreddit that was mysterious and, and no one really knew why it was there other than uh, the only instruction was like keep pressing this and uh, it was a one minute timer so it was even crazier uh, but it's, but people just kept pressing it and every time you pressed it it would reset back to a minute and no one knew what would happen when it hit hit zero and so i wanted to do that on chain i thought it you know ethereum is is a great uh, medium for like time based ideas mm-hmm, which people mm-hmm, don't really mm-hmm. do much uh, like you mentioned nouns earlier that's that's one of the better examples of of using time song a day song a day of course um but i wanted to use that for this this drop and and so essentially you had a a timer it was 15 minutes because you know i don't have reddit's reach but and then i created some lore around it where okay you have this timer that goes down to zero it's monks watching a fire so they're really just tending to a fire and if the fire goes out something bad might or might not happen no one really knows they've just been watching this fire for like a million years and it's just what they do and then the other element to it playing to like the profile pick rarity thing that people love is that depending on when you so, so you would mint an nft and that would reset the timer 
And depending on the block that you minted in, uh, maybe you minted like at the top of the timer, like the 15th minute, you were impatient, you would get a different rarity monk. And so the lower on the timer you went, the more rare... I love that mechanic. Yeah, the monk would be. To the point where at the last block, the final 12 seconds, there was only one person who minted a monk in that block that is that is tradable today. And so somebody has just like the only one, which is really cool. That's insane. Out That's of, cool. out of I believe, like over 50,000. So yeah, so right? over, more, more than 50,000 mints. It went on for, oh, I think, over three months. Day and night, wow. 24-7, people minting it every few minutes. It's such a, and, and just, just to, just there were people get like, there was a flame and it started out big and it would get smaller yeah. and smaller and smaller and smaller as it went on. And then it would get rekindled when you hit mint and you could mint for, fr- for, uh, free if you wanted to, or you could mint the suggested donation, which I also really love that as a, as a mechanic. Yeah. So we, we were experimenting with different, different things. So one, it was, it was CC zero, which I liked. It was like this, this free on chain game. And then we wanted to test out this pay what you want model because it, it was during like this royalty discussion where people are like, hey, can creators make money in different ways? And so it was free to mint, but you could leave a suggested tip and that tip would give you quote perks, which this is a studio that, that I created called Zero.Fun. And so we will have more drops in the future. Maybe, you know, you get whitelisted or, or there's some kind of related to those drops. And I think it ended up being like 12% of people ended up doing the, the tip. Which is it? A, is it really a tip, or people are trying to just get perks? You know, we're we're in the space where everyone's sort of yeah prime <laughs> to to never fade any anything that comes across their, their table because it could be something yeah yeah and yeah. But generally, it was a it was not speculation based. Like it was a it was a limit a theoretically unlimited supply. The floor is like like for for the most common monk is like it's like pennies, and you could see that from like yeah. the first day. Yeah, and so but the fact that it kept going and, and i and i promoted it very little like i did one video on it, a couple tweets yeah yeah but it just kept kept going on its own which was very cool to see and i actually think it ended i think i think we got rugged i don't know the, oh oh yeah i don't know the full details but i think there might have been like some kind of infura <gasps> glitch or, oh. so, or something happened because a lot of people had told me that they were trying to mint and it oh, was like no and it was like not oh, going fascinating through. yeah and, oh that's fascinating because i was wondering i was like I was sort of gaming it out. I was like, I don't, it was hard to see how it ended. And I was so surprised, it, but that it was that in and of itself kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, something weird happened. Whatever. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, who, who do I write to? <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 Right, to, you right to, to consensus. Yeah. yeah. Joe yeah. Lubin himself. Okay. <laughs> um, I love how the, the scarcity of these things is derived from some from other time. behavioral process, mm-hmm. time, and like this, this, you know, interaction with this mechanic. I, I, I love that stuff. I think that's really important. Yeah. The kind of the it's game theory of it and, yeah. and the people sort of yeah. waiting to get the lower rarity, but someone always comes in. Uh, yeah. Totally. Like yeah. This is like, I want to do more drops. I, I do plan on doing a sequel to Prometheans, but I really love this idea. You know, I, I, I come from a background researching gaming and, Twitch. I'm a big fan of Twitch. And I always hmm. love this interactive medium where people could, for example, send donations and that would impact things on stream. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that was yeah. a big, maybe not a big, but it was one of the factors why people minted was maybe people would like to troll others to like reset the timer. And, and there's more right, things totally. I, I could have done. Like I could have done, you know, when you minted, maybe your name popped up on, on stream. Like I could have made it more mm-hmm. interactive. And if I went back in time, mm-hmm. I, I, I would have done so. Mm. But I want to play with that idea more where you're minting, it, it just changes things 
in the game or for the experience right, in, in totally. front of other people and, and just kind of this interactive thing that is communal right. and everyone's a part of. Right. Totally. I think, we, I think we, as a space, we haven't explored that nearly enough. Totally. Yeah. yeah. This feels like it interacts really well with like the Twitch interaction cycle of especially do thing, donate bits, have message, GIF pops up, people, there's exactly. like a community around it who see it and that creates meaning. Totally. Totally. And, and, and you know, earlier I was saying like, what, what are the paths to 100 million users? I think one of them is like a Mr. Beast and, and top creators doing those yeah. those things. Yeah. 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 Mr. Beast had, had a, a thing with Mischief where he did a the finger in the app. Did you see that? No, they had like a, a contest no. where, where he created an app. Oh, I did see yeah, that. I did you see would put that. your yeah, finger yeah. on it. And as oh. soon as like the, the last person to take their finger off the app, because that's no. like, oh, yeah. oh, are, he, they would win like $100,000 or something. I <laughs> made this app as a joke oh, in really? like 2017 <laughs> or something. Um, for Comedy Hack Day, we built an app called Pizza Blaster, which was you open the app and everyone keeps the app open looking at this slice of pizza until the last person closes it and that person was the winner holy shit yeah that's okay i'm used to being early (laughs) (laughs) a little too early Um, but basically i think that's that exact thing is going to happen with on-chain mechanics yes totally totally. Uh, like if mr beast does it he can get like a million a million people to to do it easily easily totally totally totally. that's so interesting yeah yeah and you're right it does feel like that sort of like social space interaction mechanism design is still in its infancy, given that like we've really only been doing this live streaming thing for like what five, ten years, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Last, it still yeah, feels really, years, really yeah. recent, especially when you look at like how live streaming in China works and all these different mechanics that are being experimented with. The problem is that th- that nobody yeah. wants to touch NFTs because of this meta that we talked about that for two mm-hmm. years, they now mm-hmm. associate NFTs with, with, you know, Ponsonomics essentially. Right. So right. just the word makes people cringe. And, and it's, and it's sort of like, right. Why even mention it on stream? And even if there are, you see advantages yeah. and, and ways to connect with yeah. your community in new ways, it's just not worth the. That's a good point. Two recent occurrences have divested themselves of the NFT label. One is inscriptions and the other is Reddit's uh, avatars. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah, inscriptions and yeah. And co- what did what did Reddit call them? Collectibles D- or collectibles? Yeah, digital, digital collectibles. collectibles which I is mean, and Starbucks I mean, is coming out with their thing. They call them stamps. <laughs> stamps. Oh, I yeah. Mean, stamps. I mean, See, this okay. is it. This is this is what I was saying though. Yeah. Is you're yeah. gonna have yeah. domain specific yeah. words for what the thing yes. is, and it will still yeah. be an NFT. But with and now it seems like NFT is this aura. So like a stamp, everyone knows what a stamp is, but this is the Starbucks stamp. So everyone knows it's an NFT, mm-hmm. but we don't say it idea. Yeah, It's like this yeah. aura attached to the domain specific label. That's really interesting. And, and you'll get people that. who are like, are going to go, oh, I was super against NFTs, but I'm a, I am like stamps. Though. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. No, that's the yeah, funniest yeah. thing. Yeah. The Reddit discourse, as soon as the avatars dropped, was hilarious. <laughs> it's all these people like, man, NFTs suck, but this? Yeah. But this This shit? is actually cool. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And like, they're like, huh, I never really got this NFT thing, but now I can sell my avatar for $5,000. So like, I'm, I, I understand. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, incredible. And now you're working on, you just launched a newsletter. Is that right? It's a newsletter that you're doing? Yes. So mm-hmm. is it weekly? Well, we or? just moved to twice a week. It's oh called, boy. it's called Mint or Skip. So it's kind of a callback <laughs> to like Hot or Not and some, some of those like early right. internet mm-hmm. things. But 
it's essentially a curator, a curation uh, newsletter looking at upcoming NFTs. Because I, I felt that, first off, I wanted this for myself, but I felt that no one re was really tackling this where, where they would look, you know, there's a lot of sites out there where you just say like, okay, what's coming up? And there's like a calendar. This but, is what's coming. But, yeah. it's, but it's really like, like a thousand upcoming shitty Fiverr projects that maybe have paid them, you know, 0.1 ETH to get listed on their website. And so there isn't really like a curation where you say like, there was a hundred coming out next week, but there's only two that really you should, you, that are doing anything like interesting or influential or that are exciting to us. And, and a lot of this is subjective, obviously. Um, mm, sure. So what but I'm doing here, taste is, yeah. here's what I'm excited about right. having looked at a million NFTs over the past few years. Amazing. Uh, at the end so of that, the episode, we ask people for an NFT project or whatever that they're interested in. So I'm looking forward to what you've got. Yeah, ch check it out. And, <laughs> and you know, this already exists, obviously, in every other cultural niche. Like you have Complex, yes. you have mm -hmm. Pitchfork, you have Sneaker whatever, Finger, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, it, and mm -hmm. if anything, it's way more important than NFTs because of the, the likelihood that because you're going to get noise. rugged or cash yeah. grabbed or whatever. You know, you, right, right, that doesn't right, really right. happen in sneakers. Like you buy a sneaker, right. maybe you at least you like have it, shoes, but you're not right. getting like scammed <laughs> often. <laughs> totally, yeah. No, that's a great point, and I do think that curatorial taste is the scarce resource, right? In in a world oh, of yeah. abundance, taste is the sort of the difference maker. Yeah, figuring out what to what 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 to focus on when yeah. the whole yeah, yeah. you have the entire world. Yeah. And, and the challenge is that NFTs right now are like they can be anything. Yeah. And so it's okay for now, That's but true. I can see yeah, like yeah. pretty soon at some point we'll have to make have a decision a where like maybe it's, you have like Minterscape music, Minterscape games. Right, right, yes, right. Because right. it, totally. it is weird to like compare a game to a song to totally, a totally, totally. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm more yeah. excited uh, right, than right. this. This song is more exciting than this PFP. It doesn't make sense. Right. But that's how it's going to go, right? Mass adoption looks like not saying the word NFT and saying stamp and moment yeah. and avatar. And uh, then you, you know, when those niches are large enough, they have their own curatorial Language of their domain. Own. Yeah. Their right. Own, right. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But you're right. Right now, the market is small enough that NFT as a label is still useful. And yeah, you have one newsletter because that's all. Right, it, it all fits global. into one. It, it's really like yeah. art and collectibles is what I is what the focus is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's like access passes, but I'm not doing like real estate mm -hmm. on the blockchain. Right, I'm not right, covering right, totally. that. <laughs> yeah, but art and collectibles, <laughs> and maybe and maybe we just end up sticking to that. I don't know. Right, right, right. It's a fun, fun niche. It's going what I'm back, interested in. Going back to the very beginning of your journey, mm. sort of doing this out of order, but I'm curious, like how you got, like what brought you into. Mm what your first exposure to nfts was so my background was in like i said in gaming but from like a research perspective so originally i was for a, like a company or like so originally i was a, a stock analyst that was my first like job out of out of college oh, where i cover okay. i covered i was in a it's called sell-side research and we would provide you know research for hedge funds essentially that would buy into into stocks and i covered the, the gaming space and so that was like ea activision take two and it was during this transition from physical copies where you would just go into you know, right. Best Buy and buy FIFA for 60 bucks and that was it to like this online mm -hmm. microtransaction digital asset thing, which needed explaining, right? Like, like totally. Boomer hedge fund managers like didn't understand why all of a sudden mm -hmm. these gaming companies were making way more money selling <laughs> just like 100% margin asset like objects. Right. And so I did that. And then I, we, we used a data source that was really helpful called Superdata. They were covering mm. like just straight up digital good sales. And eventually I went to them and I, and I started working for them and I started selling their research to hedge funds. And again, it was just like 
Fortnite sales are up 50%. Here's why. Here's what people are buying. <laughs> and so totally. eventually, you know, that I spent like six, seven years like talking about this, this, these digital objects and, and why, why the culture was sort of shifting to that. And so when I, when I got to NFTs, I, it clicked pretty quickly you for me. I was like, I get totally. it. I was like, yeah. I get it. This it is, is going to be yeah. huge. <laughs> and and so you know I I created a YouTube channel because it felt like Twitter was very congested at the time, which was kind of dumb because mm-hmm. it's still so tiny. Whereas <laughs> no one no one was really doing it on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that that's kind of that kind of was my intro. Now I don't do much on gaming at the moment because there's just not much there. And so I ended up talking about profile pics and and art for the first time. Talking about like I wasn't really an art collector prior to this, but I'm starting to like it more and more. But that's just like was the only show in town. But eventually, I, I I think I will do a lot more with gaming as as like actual games, sustainable pop games up. pop up. Yeah, and they they come. Yeah, there was this game that somebody told me to play. I haven't played it yet. There was somebody that tweeted about this game. What I, I did download it. What was it called? It was called Game of Nations. Is that a game thing? I haven't heard of it. On Polygon, yeah. I guess. And it's like a, a, a I don't know. I couldn't get it to load on my phone, so so I gave up. I'm, I think you I, might have got rugged. <laughs> I'm curious about what both of you think. If we can go to some like breaking news, although by the time people hear this, it won't be breaking. Yeah, that's okay. Yuga Labs's announcement about their Ordinals project. Oh yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Their their generative. It feels a bit to me like they're trying to now. I know, knowing very little about it, just poking around the thing. What it felt like to me is is it felt a little bit like the Yuga Labs guys like larping as as larva yeah. yeah trying yeah, yeah. to larp at like here's thank you our, for here's putting that fancy, into words yes <laughs> here's our fancy lar- larping larva lab here's right? our fancy generative it's, art project you know We're, it's in a grid i'm not saying <laughs> they've never heard of autoglyphs or anything but like it's a grid when they when grid. they bought when they bought punks when they bought punks, they did not buy. They did not get glyphs, which they thank not God. Thank Aesthetically, that would be God. very displeasing to me. I, w- I think I would. I would. I don't know what I would do. I would. I, like would, jump off I mean, I am a. I own no Yuga properties, so I would have to divest. So, but so, what do we think about this? As just as a thing, my my immediate reaction is like to throw up in my mouth a little bit, mm. but like. I'm curious what, <laughs> what you. Guys, well, look, look. I, I I'm I'll, not that I'll, strong. I'll defend yeah. them a little bit. Yeah. So the quick take on Twitter was like, okay, it's a cash grab, right? Yeah. And sure, sure. And I have yeah. like this this opinion on on that where we have to stop. I think like if you're an NFT hater, you think 100% of NFTs are cash grabs. But I have a feeling yeah. even NFT collectors think like 99% of NFTs are a cash grab. And I think yeah. this is a, a weird psychology where we have to get we have to understand the fact that NFTs can be goods just like we buy consumer goods in the real world, sure. toys, yeah. collectibles, whatever, art, yeah. cars iPhones and Yuga Labs at the end of the day is a company that sells digital assets and digital collectibles and digital art. And so, I mean, so what, yes, they, that's what they do. Uh, and so this is <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah. new market. Are they riding a, a wave? Yes. Does, does Lego ride a wave when they make Harry Potter Lego? Yes. But it's, it's just a, a way to market a product and, and they're going to make, you know, I tweeted yesterday, I think they're going to make like 15 to 30 million at least on this. And so it's, it's, it makes sense from a business perspective totally yeah. it's art they so, have investors they have to they have to you know they have to make they have to make money that's that's the purpose of yeah, their yeah, yeah. of their company um, i think it's pretty interesting i do think it's funny that they're like trying to be it's just so different from all of their other properties it's like very highbrow attempt but i think because of the 
the other aesthetics of their properties, it 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 comes across kind of odd. The, the weird part was that it's a yeah. It, who was the artist? And I think they did reveal who the artist was today. But oh. they oh, did, did they? I think they said yeah. It's somebody in, internal who who I didn't I, I wasn't familiar with them, but but some people were. Um, I think he's yeah. done like other things before Yuga. But it, yeah, they start off just like this is a Yuga lapse thing, which is kind of weird. Um, like, well, like Disney isn't going to release an art project that art yeah. collectors are going to be like, oh, thanks, Disney. I would say I would say I think like the reason people had the the, the reaction that they did is because it seems very off brand. Right. It's, it's like yeah. which if I'm being charitable, like 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 you're being honestly who the fuck cares? Like smash your brand in a bunch of little pieces and try out a bunch of different things. That seems fine that I should be okay with that. But, 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 uh, I guess <laughs> I have such like hostile feelings towards the company in general, um, mm. for the space that I, something like this comes along and I'm like, but at the same time, like I do own, <laughs> I do own Yuga things and I did play Dookie dash. I was like, I want to win the Dookie <laughs> dash thing so that I can, you know, win the stupid key. I found that, I found that, idea compelling although the game was horrible but like so i don't know i'm all over the place with it i just i just do feel like it, it brand wise if i was like the their brand manager i would be like this is the wrong move because this right. is not this is this doesn't fit with what what we want to associate uh, with, as like with a fan either. of nfts i want more of these things though than less of them like i want more brands to yeah. experiment and do yeah. weird things and and do weird shit yeah sure, do weird sure. shit and obviously this is this is gonna be a whales game there's 300 of them i'm not gonna be anywhere near these when they when they when they drop <laughs> yeah. i think that the floor price can be ridiculous but yeah That's like why true. not like like have azuki do some art project on tezos whatever and right this is what i want like real brands to do i do want disney to, to come in yes. and do cool things yes. and so right why, right. why should I give do a double standard where I'm like, no, no, you're the board yeah. apes guys. And yeah. Like, you, yeah. You, you can't, can't, you're stuck in that forever. Yeah. yeah don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That, that, I mean, that, that is, I think if I like really got down to it, I think that that would be my feeling as well. I just, uh, yeah, I just lo- lo- love to hate. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're definitely controversial. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. So, so, so tell us then, Oh, no, oh go ahead, Matt. What do you got? I was just thinking that the, the interaction with inscriptions is interesting from Yuga's side, right? Like it's an expansion out of Ethereum mm-hmm. and then it is obviously very topical. So that's almost certainly part of it. I, I imagine they probably had this art project under development and then mm. when inscriptions happened, probably, they were like, yeah. and we're putting it's it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but, a cool moment though. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've seen that meme with the Power Rangers are shaking hands with uh, mutant, mm-hmm. mutant Ninja Turtles and it, it, totally, it sort totally, of feels totally. like that, right? Like a crossover totally, episode. Totally, totally. Yeah, right. yeah, it does feel like yeah. a crossover episode. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, and it might be like one of the first serious attempts at generative art on uh, within inscriptions. Yeah. So that that is actually pretty cool. But yeah, love do to hate him. If, love to hate Do him. we know if, is it going to be generated? Uh, do we know? Does oh, certainly. Here? No, 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 no. Unless, yeah. I don't think you can. I didn't actually look that up. Do you know, uh, Giancarlo, I don't if know. you can. If it's generated on chain through yeah. the big yeah. My oh. understanding is yeah. that you can just you store can raw that. data and then any generative right. stuff post is done in the browser, which is understandable. That's uh, what a lot of Ethereum stuff does as well. But like, if you're going for autoglyph style iconic, it's got to be generated on chain. That's also my deep feeling is like, no, 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 no. You, Larva Labs did something right, right, truly right, right, right. unique. Still, no, literally the still first time in the world. Yeah, literally yeah. the first. Yeah. Yeah. It, it literally, literally defined a genre of art. Yeah. 
yeah. it's like it's like buying the first oil painting it's bonkers it's insane mm-hmm. it's insane it's absolutely insane it's bonkers but yeah so i think it's interesting i think it comes off weirdly from a aesthetics perspective <laughs> i personally don't care but i do also expect that yeah they'll probably sell yeah for it'll lot. be 300 super rich collectors that have nothing yeah. else to spend their that's true this is the game right now is inscription jockeying is absolutely the game right now that all these whales are playing and i see yeah by the way and i've said this to matt i sort of accidentally like my my ordinal song was ordinal number 1501 cool i had like an insanely low that's ordinal insane and i sold it as an nft and then i sent it to that and you know i I, you sent the ordinal to them yeah, the way that I okay, the way yeah, that totally. I marketed it was, yeah. you know, I'm selling it as my daily song. Oh and my god, that person who wins this, and I sold it for. You ready for this? I sold oh it for no. like 0.7 ETH. Okay, yeah, and but easily like, now something that. Did you mention this on now, Twitter? Was yeah, that how were you yeah, sold? I mentioned it. Yeah, hey, yeah, wow, yeah, and easily now it's like you know a 1501 number is like I don't even want to contemplate with that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even especially know because that's like an actually yeah. good piece of art. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, it's 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 relevant. You know, it's part of the story of Ordinals yeah. and like. How did you end up yeah. encoding the uh, the song? Joe Looney, chain? our pal yeah. Joe Looney helped. Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, wow. He did yeah, you he, like fill he, up that four meg limit or? No, actually, with the song, the song was easy. I got the song down to like. I don't know. I got it down below a meg. Okay, cool. And you know, by by like lowering all the things on yeah, the yeah, yeah. on the MP3 Quality or whatever. One, totally. Yeah. Is it so it sounds like sh- it sounds like shit on ordinals. <laughs> like it sounds really uh, but bad. But it's on chain. But, but also, but also, there I found that I was like sort of charmed by that. I was right, like, totally. oh, this is kind of like nice. Vinyl. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's the warmth it's, of on-chain music yes, driven yes, by exactly. the constraints it's, of your medium. Yeah. It's is it the first song on uh-oh. It's not. And you know uh-huh. who beat me? You know who beat me? Once again is Skrilla. Skrilla. DJ Skrilla, who who also technically, oh, not technically, also minted the very first music NFT ever on wow. Counterparty on Bitcoin in 2016. Wow. And I, I you know, I was he's like on the very ball. late to the... <laughs> he's yes. on the ball. He's, DJ I mean, Skrilla. he's been on... DJ Skrilla's been a, been a true yeah. Bitcoin believer from the very beginning. So... Yeah. It's the, the the very first on chain the very first song ever sold as an NFT is by Skrilla on Counterparty 2016. It's called Smoke a Bitcoin. Or you That's can't right. smoke a Bitcoin. You can't smoke or a something Bitcoin. Like that. You yeah. can't smoke a Bitcoin. <laughs> right, right. Because it was like you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. They they played it at uh, Rare F one. Yep. They played yep. it. Yeah, they played it right yep. there with when he was do, <laughs> voicing DJ Pepe and That's everything. right. Yeah. That was yeah. that was yeah, kind he, of adorably he, put, he had this 2016 album of yeah. Bitcoin related rap tunes right. and he put like I think just before mine and also with the help of Joe Looney just before my song put them all I was very I was like ah, wow. beat me again dang oh man yeah DJ Skrilla <laughs> yeah he deserves it though he he totally. he's like you know he's the he's the OG of this of the you know the music yeah on chain for sure wow. him wow. and Tatiana totally like real so sean carlo tell us out of all you're you are so probably more than anyone we've ever had on the podcast like so plugged into like what people are doing like what is the one two three projects that you've seen what are my blind spots what's happening in the last year in the last month i don't know you 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 bound it however you want 
Yeah. What are the things that's like that where you've gone a plus plus like the absolutely or the, <laughs> this really is getting me excited You're like like Ooh. the highest rating that you could possibly give and yeah, that's 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 tough the, the truth is that i don't know if there is like an a uh, nice the, oh mm. i like that the only, like yeah. the only yeah. thing that you know i would say like if you said okay you got to step away from the space for 10 years and mm. you can only buy a couple things i mean it would always be okay. like these historical nfts sure. right like yeah, like no. they're, they're I'm just, not talking about from. I'm not talking about from investment. I'm yeah, just talking yeah. about from a pushing the space what made forward. You excited? Yeah. From what's interesting, fun? like what's like. Oh, that tickles yeah. me. Like I'm excited. The oh, that's an interesting mechanic, totally. or that's totally. an interesting well. There's idea. two two things right now that are happening. One is AI art is really picking mm-hmm. up steam over the past month. It's it's really taken off. Uh, I think it's like doubled or tripled as a, as a genre uh, in terms mm-hmm. of market cap. It's an incredibly tiny space, and so in ter- like if you're early to NFT, tiny. yeah, you're early to NFTs. You're incredibly early to crypto AI art. It's just beginning, and it's. I just think it's a it's a medium kind of like generative art that that I think will line up with crypto in a, in a very nice yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because as something like like generative art and like AI art is boundless, it has no bounds. Like you can have a machine spit out a billion variations of mm. something. And so having this container of crypto to put it in, I think really helps. Yeah. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. in, in a way it's kind of funny because I think crypto is going to be like the antidote to a couple of the problems that we're going to get from AI in the first place, like the abundance of fake content and also like potentially, you know, historical content being changed by AI and not knowing, mm. you know, what, what has been changed, you know, like, should everything be inscribed on on ordinals at some point? Like, uh, but <laughs> anyway, so so I I like I like AI art. I'm trying to learn more about it and what like is impressive versus not impressive. Uh, that, right. That's still a little hard for me to figure out. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Sure. The it's other thing that I like, like is that. you know it's a, it's a little corny because it is so topical. But Jack Jack Butcher's yeah checks ecosystem that he's doing. The thing mm-hmm. I like about it a lot, which I don't know if this is even like what people find valuable, is how he's manipulating the the actual checks art like on a daily basis yes across yes. the board really yes because i i think this is like a cool we're gonna see this more where a creator can command an army of pfps and and just like dynamically change them for whatever purpose that they're doing and mm-hmm. it's just gonna be this cool thing we haven't seen on on social media before right 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 i believe like twitter like twitter is integrated with nfts and i think they check them enough so that they could reflect these like daily changes no, i'm not i'm not sure but they but they should yeah, and eventually i think oh, they will they should yeah and so you know there could be this future where everyone has like a dynamic and profile pick that maybe is tied to a brand or or something and right. and they're just like always in flux and it's yeah. like dependent on you know like things are, are changing within the ip or there's collabs and i don't know but right. I, I just think that's going to be a sign of like i think his that's art is like point. is like network art Right, Which, right, right. You know, is is not something that you would have seen before crypto art. Sure, yeah. But I think that's live what, updating. What we're seeing, yeah. yeah. That's a really great mechanic that I hadn't thought of. That's pretty cool. Yeah, especially as you get the live uh, avatar integrations, like at Twitter and uh, presumably Reddit as well. I don't, I don't actually know. That yeah, becomes like, I, like I'm obs- sorry. Yeah, no, no, it just becomes a thing, and that's a that's a really cool property for a project to have, and. It, it has this like temporal liveness to it that is actually kind of insanely important now that I'm thinking about it. Cause if you think about the alternative, right? These, these static images, they feel frozen. They feel stale already. It's like, 
it makes me think of um familiars uh familiars yes totally super live the price yes. yeah super live also um, movement is huge i've i've found that the movement of familiars is very much important for mm-hmm. making them feel real making them feel alive yeah yeah, yeah. but I, yeah. I just love the idea of like social coordination and how that interplays with, with nfts totally. which i think we haven't really explored because it, these are very tiny communities that we've created but when you have like a million people and you're seeing these things like pfps kind of turn on and off like i think that's just the whole world's gonna be like what the hell is that yeah i mean right. but it, it's just hard to that's do really when, when you're when any given nft only can command like a few thousand people and so it's even right, no matter yeah. how innovative it is it just doesn't, right, doesn't right, scale. Right. it doesn't have that's the really doesn't have the impact yeah totally yeah. rechecks have you seen auto checks the Project that I launched, I guess, like a week and a half ago. It's just a piece of no. Someone made a tweet thread comparing checks and autoglyphs, and uh, I was like, "That's funny." So I made an on-chain project that pulls the original autoglyph instructions, parses them, and then renders autoglyphs as miniature check SVGs. As and it's one to one. So, so I got awesome. I got auto check number two fifteen, which is the autoglyph I have, and they're yeah. the same. They look good. The same. Good, good, good. You got a link. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Totally. It. Yeah, check it out. Um, it's 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 commentary on like that specific tweet thread, really, but it is also a cool piece of art because it's you know using autoglyphs in the way it was perhaps intended as instructions for set of instructions. Yeah, and so like it's it's arguable in a sense that auto checks are a a valid interpretation of the autoglyph instructions in the same way that a Lewitt wall drawing is a valid addition. I don't know if addition is the right word to use, but a valid incantation of the instructions, which are the original piece of art. And so you can, you know, reproduce it on your own gallery wall and it is, you know, technically a a valid uh, work. A piece. Yeah, uh, it's a right, piece right. of the cool. collection because you followed the instructions. Yeah. That's awesome. And incantation is a great word to use there. Yeah, yeah, incantation, incantation, exactly. ordinals, inscriptions, inscriptions, incantations, more yeah. of that. Twenty twenty three is the year yeah. of like mage mythic. You can tell we like, all grew up playing like the same games. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I do uh, like this though. It's yeah. like in terms of yeah. like if you create the future that you imagine, I think I prefer this like mystical one that inscription seems to be pointing at. Yeah. As opposed to the dystopian one that we, uh, you know, is popular in in media. What was the what was the Robin Sloan one? Because that that feels that feels oh, very Robin much Sloan's in the, great. I'm yeah. he's talked about a lot, but Solar Punk perhaps I don't know. No, no, no. The the NFT project he did and then abandoned oh. that you loved. Oh, amulets, love amulets, amulets. Right, yeah. that, that's another word. There you go, love amulets, amulets. Inscriptions. Yes, amulets. Yeah. Oh, true. Amulets feel very mystical and magical. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Jonathan, exactly. I have a question for you. Yeah, because it's sort of a blind spot for me. But where do you stand on music NFTs right now, and sort of mm-hmm. like maybe the next the next year or two? Because yeah. the one the one headwind I see for that is that yeah. it's harder for it to partake in in some of these network things that we're talking about. I just don't know how it can like be engaged music in the is- same way that like a large pro- profile pick collection can can be. So I'm just wondering. Where do you, like is it is only going to be one of one of ones yeah. only? Yeah, music has always struggled compared to other forms of media on the internet to command the same kind of. Hmm. Think about the number of times you've seen like a SoundCloud link go viral versus a YouTube video, right? Like 
have you ever seen a SoundCloud link go viral? Probably, you know, like they mm. goes viral on SoundCloud and there's artists that broke on SoundCloud and could do that. So it's just it's just harder for because music is time based and you have to sit and listen to it and it doesn't work the same way mm. as a picture. The information isn't conveyed in an instant. Mm-hmm. My dream, I've talked about this for so long, like my dream of of NFTs as they pertain to music is just. I talk about this a lot of like just there being a stratum of collectability across the entire internet so that when I hear a song that I want to collect that moves me like I can that that any song anywhere that anyone makes is I'm able to like collect it and like Matt sometimes calls it as like the super like or whatever the thing that like mm-hmm. you 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 put the little thing on it to say fuck I love that song mm-hmm. boom mm-hmm. I want to give it to you that is the that is the and I almost like imagine like having a pay what you want layer on there, too, where it's like if I have the money and I can give it to you for the song that really means something to me, like I can and I can collect it. And, you know, but yeah. that world we're so far from that world. We're like mm. so mm. incredibly far from a world where that exists that mm. I don't know exactly what what we're working towards. Right now, I mean, there's two main ways to collect music. There's two like main platforms, you know, there's catalog and there's sound. Those are like the two big ones. And catalog is one of one and sound is additions. And Mm. they both are doing really interesting. They're both pushing the space forward in really interesting ways. You know, Matt Shame, who we had on the podcast quite a while ago now, who does Song Camp, had this piece on mirror year, uh, like a couple years ago, maybe that, uh, that has stuck with me. And I actually think like as a, as a sort of like transition to this world, this utopia that I want to live in is an interesting way to go, which is the idea of a one of one canonical version of a song. And then also additions of the same song. Like the one of one is the something that someone wants to own. That's like very special and it's unique and it's just a one of one. It's a thing. And then we also have editions of it that many people can collect that they, that that is for for whom the song means right. something. So, like for instance, I'm we're doing this actually this week. Tomorrow is the first one. As well, this is weeks ago now that people <laughs> are hearing it. But like tomorrow, the Mandalorian comes back. Woohoo! I'm really excited. And in 2019, my most popular song is Baby Yoda song. And so when I did my big drop and I sold all my songs as one of ones you know, somebody bought the baby Yoda song and they like resold it immediately for like 1.5 ETH. It was like a really big sale. And that person has been holding it. And so what we're doing over the next eight weeks as the Mandalorian is airing is we're opening up baby Yoda, that song, which has like, you know, 10 million listens on Spotify and like 10 million views on YouTube. It's like insane. As an addition on optimism for 0.016, relatively cheap on optimism the gas is super low you could buy it and then we're doing this other mechanism where i'm gonna write a song about each episode and you can collect the addition of each ep- of each episode for 0.001 so if you collect all eight episodes as an addition we'll airdrop you the baby yoda song so you can collect all eight for 0.008 or you can collect it right now for 0.016 choice is yours the money, half of the money that we make from the additions of the song is being automatically split with the person who owns the one of one Baby Yoda song. Cool. Oh, 
Yeah. So so and that's all automatic on chain. Boom. It just goes straight to them. That's pretty and cool. the same thing will happen with each song as I write it. So tomorrow I'm getting on a plane to eat Denver. I plan on watching the episode on the plane, writing the song on the plane. As soon as I land, I'll post it. I'll write it or I'll sing it. I'll post it. Whoever buys that one of one will get half of the money that is sold of the additions. We, wow. we built all the infrastructure for this. It all exists. So that's sort of like this idea, I think, is like is is the middle ground for me to the world where I want to be, where it's just like anybody can collect the song. You can pay as much as you want. It's a super like it's a thing. It's an easy thing to do. You hear a song on Spotify. You're like, that is that song moves me or like there's a, an important song from your past that means something to you, brings you right back to being in eighth grade, whatever you can sell that. That's the world I want to live in for now. The world we live in currently is a one of one that I think is like, you know, can exist as like this canonical nice thing versus the additions that right. like everybody can collect. Nicely put. Well, that's 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 where that's yeah, that's where we're he- that's where I am. That's so cool that y'all built that. I'm really excited to see this play out. Yeah, me too. I'm excited too. First time on Optimism. Yeah. The last minute since Optimism did this thing with Coinbase, we switched from our Arbitrum to Optimism. I was like, all Good right, <laughs> I, how do I how do I choose? I don't know. Optimism's yeah. the future. Arbitrum feels like it just feels like a like a discount, like a one of those knockoff. <laughs> um, okay. It feels like a knockoff. Shots Louis fired Vuitton. from Matt. That's it. Shots that's fired. all. That's what I got. All right. Speaking of Deep Denver, I got to get to bed because I have an early flight. John Carlo, thank you so much for joining. This was a delight. Thanks for having me, guys. It was awesome. Everybody should absolutely, and I say this unequivocally, go watch John Carlo's. Now, I'll say this. The the titles, you might see these titles and you might say, <laughs> oh my God, what am I looking? Because, but this, you have to do, if you want to really? be a YouTuber, if you want to be a serious YouTuber, you have to do you gotta it. Play it. You gotta yeah. play the game, but 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 click on it and listen, and you will see that the <laughs> there is there is genuine thought and ideas behind yeah. <laughs> those clickbait headlines, awesome. which is you know that's that's how you have to do it. Yeah, it is Giancarlo. Giancarlo buys oh. tokens. That's right. what the thing yeah, is Giancarlo called. Right, G I A N C A R L O. Giancarlo buys tokens, and I just signed up for the newsletter, which I'm really really excited for. Yes, mint mint or skip newsletter yeah. you can find what's your twitter address it's john it's my full name john carlo show c-h-a-u-x, C-H-A-U-X. Right. yeah john carlo once again thank you so much this was wonderful. thanks guys oh, yeah.